Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's Friday, May 21st, and this is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's go. Hey, folks, welcome back to the show. Hope you all had a great week. Uh, I know I did. Uh, one exciting thing, uh, my daughter uh, graduated from Russell Sage University with her master's degree. She is a mental health counselor now. So congratulations, Ariana. Uh, you got a proud dad. I'm a proud mom, uh, a proud stepmom, a proud stepdad, brother, uh, and probably your whole family. I won't speak for them, but I'm speaking for them. So congratulations. Uh, welcome to the real world. Now it starts. And the bank of dad is now closed officially. Anyway, we're going to start off talking about the hypocrite of the house, Nancy Pelosi. And her mask fines. So if you don't know, uh, obviously the CDC came out with new guidance on people that are fully vaccinated and have been through their uh, 14-day time period after their second shot that they no longer have to, or they're no longer required to wear masks inside or outside. Um, but that didn't stop Nancy Pelosi. No, nope. She's got uh, the rule in the house that uh, if you're on, if you're in the chamber in the house floor, you have to wear a mask still. So, of course. There were some Republicans that were like, uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So they didn't wear their mask. So they got a $500 fine, which, hey, whatever. I mean, they make enough money. 500 bucks is like a drop in the bucket. Um, and most of them are millionaires anyway, so they don't really care about that. Uh, but what I find interesting is, is the Senate, if you don't know, the Senate and the House are in the same building. They're in the Capitol building. The Senate... Chuck Schumer doesn't have a, a mask mandate on the Senate floor. The Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't have a mask mandate in the White House for people that are vaccinated. Just Nancy. Just hypocritical Nancy. And so the next time that these Republicans, and I think I think last I heard there was four of them that, uh, that didn't wear their mask on the House floor. Um... Uh, they all said that they're not going to wear it. So the next fine that they're going to get is going to be $2,500. So I look forward to hearing about that, hearing about them getting their $2,500 fines and uh, rightfully so. Hey, you know what? Uh, Nancy is, uh, you know, she's a political master. I'll give her that. I'll, I, what I will say about Nancy Pelosi is she's not a dumb lady. Uh, her policies are stupid. Um, and most of the time when she talks, she sounds like an idiot, but Politically, uh, she's a very, very smart lady, and um, you know she she knows how to uh, uh, grind those stones uh, to get people uh, fired up about stuff. So you know, congratulations, Nancy. Uh, you once again look like a dumbass in front of the country, uh, but you know you're a master at that too. So we're also going to talk about Lori Lightfoot. If you don't know who she is, she is the mayor of Chicago. So Miss Lightfoot decided that, uh, hey, we have a racism problem in this country. And 
you know, because we have a racism problem in this country, I'm going to fight racism with racism. That sounds like a great idea. You know what? If I think that everybody's everybody that's white is racist, I'm going to fight them with racism. So she came out and said that she will no longer take interviews from journalists that are white because there's not there's too many white people in journalism. So she's not going to take any interviews with them. Now, she doubled down on that when she was asked about it uh, a couple of times. And then a Hispanic journalist who had an interview already scheduled with her called the office and said that asked her to please reconsider that policy. And they said no. So he canceled his interview with her. Likewise, I believe it's called the Association of Black Journalists uh, have gone against Lori Lightfoot on this policy and are standing up for all journalists. And basically their their message was. You don't get to pick and choose who asks you questions. You're a public official and you don't have the right. To determine the color of the skin of the person who's asking you questions. So. Congratulations to those folks. I mean, that's uh, that's good. That's good stuff. I mean, I, I like to see, you know, if anything can bring somebody or bring groups together with cohesion, it's stuff like that. Because, you know, the only people who make racism the huge deal that it seems to be today generally are just as racist. And let me explain that. So think about... Who's propping up, you know, the cry of racism these days? You know, damn statistics, right? So, you know, you have Black Lives Matter who, you know, everything is racist. You know, every time a white cop shoots a black guy, it's racism. Every time a store, you know, gets somebody thrown out for whatever reason, it's racism. Uh, Every time a kid doesn't graduate from class or from college, it's racism. Uh, you know, there's just endless examples of everything that's called racism. Well, I got news for you. When everything is racist, nothing is racist. So I'm glad to see that these organizations and these other journalists, the black and Hispanic journalists, um, are taking a stand against this. And not that I think it's going to change her mind because like I said, she's doubled down on it quite a few times now, uh, since then. But um, I- I'm glad to see that. Uh, and, you know, I don't think Lori Lightfoot has uh, a a big following, even in Chicago. I think that she's she's pretty much been a failure. Um, she's pretty much been non-existent as the mayor of Chicago. Um, you know, the black communities are a prime example of that. You know, she's a black woman and she has done nothing to stem the the crime and violence in the black communities in Chicago. So I don't think that there's really that many people there that are fans of hers. Um, all she does is, you know, sit in her mayor's office and, and talk shit about her police force. Um, but she does nothing to stem any crime or any problems in the city. So like I said, I don't think she has a very big following. She probably won't be reelected. Hope she runs though. Cause that'll be funny to see how bad she gets trounced by people. But I just th- I just find it funny that you know your argument for race you know to combat racism is racism. 
I mean, at what part, you know, who are your advisors? Who's, who's, who's politically advising you that that's the, that's going to be a winning, uh, a winning argument. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it goes along with, with everything else that the, you know, liberals and progressives, and she's definitely a progressive. I mean, she's one of the more extreme progressives from, from everything I've read about her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure who's advising you or who's, you know, telling you that these are the things that you should be, should be trying to do. But, um, my recommendation is, uh, fire them, uh, get some people in there that actually know what the hell they're doing and go from there. We'll see what, we'll see what happens with you there, Lori. Uh, good luck in your next election. Cause I don't think you're going to do very good. And then we got good old Chris Cuomo. For those of you who don't know who he is, he is a CNN personality. Notice I didn't call him a journalist because he's not a journalist. He's a personality. Uh, I wouldn't call Hannity a journalist. He's a personality. They do opinion opinion pieces. They don't do news. Um, having said that, he works for CNN, uh, and he's the host of a show on CNN. Well, he got busted. Shocker alert. Shocker alert. A Democrat got busted doing something he wasn't supposed to do. So Chris Cuomo is the brother of New York State Governor Cuomo. And he was advising him on how to handle the sexual assault, sexual harassment claims that uh, Governor Cuomo finds himself uh pretty much buried in now because i think there's i don't know eight something like that seven eight women have come forward and said that he did this shit so it you know listen there's nothing wrong i think as a brother you know talking to your brother about something that's going on in their life and maybe how to handle it and blah blah, blah. but but that's not what happened chris cuomo was on actual strategy calls with lawyers and advisors and all that. So he was helping uh, create the narrative for the governor on these issues. Now, why is that jacked up? It's jacked up because listen to what the narrative was. These women are lying. These women don't know what they're talking about. They're false allegations. They're just doing it for money. So apparently, you know, he's basically come out. He basically helped craft what we already knew CNN was all about. Right. They're all about protecting any Democrat politician. That gets in trouble for something. And here's a here's a blatant out in the open. Now he came out and apologized, and he came out and apologized not because he really feels bad about doing it. He came out and apologized because they got busted doing it, right? So had they had this never been leaked, there would have never been any apology, and there would have never been any talk of it ever happening. But now that it's you know been leaked, he had to come out and apologize. So 
yeah, you know, this is just another example of how the liberal mainstream media is in the pocket of the Democratic Party. I mean, they're one in the same. I've said it a million times. CNN, MSNBC, NBC, uh, they're all just another wing of the Democratic Party. And they'll do whatever they have to do, right, wrong, or indifferent, to try to protect those people. Any Democrat politician. Folks, we'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back. Hey, so if you listened to last week's episode, I think I, I'm pretty sure I told you all that I was going to a gun raffle on Saturday. Well, I just want you all to know it was a successful gun raffle. Uh, I won a gun and about 800 bucks. So the story behind this whole thing is, and this is another opportunity for me to irritate my fiance. So I'm kind of superstitious when it comes to these things, right? So like if if I if something's working, I I tend to go back to it and just continue doing the same thing. So there was a couple of raffles early. They do these things called side pots where you, you know, you, it's like a dollar a ticket and you you buy whatever you want to buy and then you open them up and you can get playbacks which is basically money you can take money or you can get more tickets in that dollar amount they're usually like either one dollar two dollar five dollar or ten dollar there are some 100s and some 50s but generally you know you get the the one through ten uh so i sent megan up to get uh to get me some tickets she came back and we opened up and i got a holder well that holder ended up winning a gun so it was like the only the first or second gun jar that we had played that day. So boom, right off the bat, I win a gun. So of course now I'm not going to change because you know, if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. So I sent her up there to get tickets for uh, some of the money games because I'd already won a gun. So I was like, yeah, I don't really need to play the guns anymore, but whatever. So she comes back with this. They have these things called King Tuts. It's a card game where you open it up and you can get holders. There's, there's, I think, and I think there's 20 something holders on the, you know, 2000 cards that are in this thing. So I ended up getting a holder and then it's a progressive win. So what you do is they call out five holders and those five holders go up there. And so every one of the five gets $25, no matter what. And then the next row is for $50 and it won less number is called. So the number that's not called in the $50 line is out and so on and so forth up the chain. So then the next is 75 and then there's only three. And then the next is uh, 150. And then there's only two numbers left. And then the last, the final open one is one number and it's for 250 bucks. So a total you can win $500 if you only have, if you have one holder. So I ended up winning the 500, which was, pretty sweet so you want to know how to annoy the hell out of somebody just have them keep going up there and then every time they go up there and get you stuff you win and every time they go up there and get shit for themselves they get nothing (laughs) well that's kind of what happened so she went up and got me some other ones and we opened them up and they were like instant 100 winners so yeah i mean it was just it was all around good day for me all around bad day for her um but I just thought I would fill you in. Hey, the other thing I talked about last time was uh, my viewership and my viewership. 
uh, I talked about, I talked to my Maryland, my Maryland listeners. Um, you know, you guys were, you guys were getting caught by Florida, but you guys responded after last week and, and that's great. I think you guys are now back up to a 6% difference over Florida. Um, but actually Florida dropped down to third after last week. Um, Ohio, and surprisingly enough, I have listeners in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm not complaining about it, and thank you very much for listening, but L.A. was probably one of the last places I expected anybody to actually, you know, listen to listen to this podcast. Uh, but, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, we've also got listeners in Pennsylvania. We got listeners in Texas. We got listeners in North Carolina. We got listeners in the District of Columbia, New Jersey, New York, um, several other states. So I appreciate it. I appreciate the listenership. It's growing. Um, I, it, it, it grows every week, which is great. And what they say is like when, when you start a podcast, um, they say that it, it generally takes about six months for it to really take off um, if you stick with it. So I've been doing this since March. So we're talking three months and my listenership has pretty much tripled in a three month period. So if the six month mark is the, is the, the way or, you know, the marker for, you know, when you start getting huge listenership, I'm extremely happy. I'm extremely happy with what I have at the three month mark. Um, and, you, and I appreciate it. I appreciate that everybody, uh, everybody who's listening and passing it to your, you know, your friends and, and family to listen to, um, you know, obviously this podcast is not for everybody. Um, there are people that, you know, are just, you know, we're just that polarized right now where, um, some people are just not going to even entertain uh, factual or not factual, they're just not going to entertain, you know, this type of conversation. Uh, even though, you know, I invite, like I do routinely, I invite people who, who disagree with anything that I say to send me emails, send a voicemail. Um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll get you on the show one way or another. It doesn't matter what state you're in. Uh, we can do it over the phone. We can do it any way you want to do it. Um, so I encourage that because one thing I want people to understand is, do I have my views? Absolutely. Um, do my views correspond to everybody else's views? No, they don't. But you know what? America, welcome to the United States because this is probably one of the only countries in the world where I can even do a podcast like this in opposition to our government or in opposition to, you know, whatever the, whatever the topic of the day is, you know, that our, that our government is, is putting out there, whatever narrative they're trying to feed us. Um, so, you know, say what you want. Um, but the fact that I can even have this podcast and even say the things that I say or have the, outward thoughts that I have, um, just prove, you know, that we are the greatest country in the world. And, you know, if you don't believe that, I encourage you to move to 
you know, whatever, you know, pick, pick your pleasure, you know, and I'm not even talking about like extreme Muslim countries where they wouldn't allow this, but I'm talking about European countries um, where you, you'd potentially be shut down for the words that come out of your mouth. So again, I appreciate the followership. Um, like I said, it's growing. Um, and you know, if you want to support the page, just go to my anchor page. It's, uh, www.anchor.fm slash Hauk Chris, I believe Hauk dash Chris or Chris dash Hauk, one of the two. And that's C H R I S dash H O W K hit the support button there and we'll go, we can go from there. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and this is interesting, it kind of feeds the narrative uh, that that the liberal progressives don't want you to know, and it's evidenced by the lack of coverage that the mainstream media is giving to these. So over the last uh, uh, almost month now, there's been at least four, uh, what would you call them? I guess multiple homicides uh, committed throughout the country. Uh, there was one in Indianapolis where I think seven people were shot and um, some of them died. There was one in Baltimore where four were killed. Um, there was one in, uh, I'm not going to guess. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but there was another, there was two more that I read about. Um, what I found interesting was you're not seeing these covered outside of like the local, you know, the local media markets for those areas. And there's a common denominator. Every single one of the shooters was black, right? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just interesting to me that, you know, had this been, you know, if any, if one of those four had been a white guy who, you know, went in and executed his family, which one of them did, one of them, I think a seven-year-old was one of the, one of the people that were shot and killed. Uh, it'd be front page. It'd be front page news, and we'd be hearing nothing but gun control, gun control, gun control. But I find it interesting that these four, just these four, and I'm sure there's more. You hear nothing. You hear nothing about it because it doesn't fit the narrative of what the liberal progressives want us to be talking about. They don't they don't give a shit about gun violence. That's clear. Because if they did, you know, the Lori Lightfoots would be uh, doing stuff to try to prevent that. But they're not. So this just goes to show that they don't care about gun violence in in cities. Now, all these all of the ones I read about took place in urban areas. None of them were like, you know, you're not talking about country roads here. You're talking about downtown Baltimore, uh, Indianapolis um, and whatever. The other two were both in cities as well. Um, and those are just the four I picked. Um, I think there was like actually six total. Um, one of them didn't identify who the shooter was, I think, because it just happened or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I just find it interesting that, you know, it, this it goes to show that if it doesn't fit the narrative, they're not going to report on it. So why do I say this? I say this because, again, it's another piece of evidence that the mainstream media is part of the liberal progressive party. Notice I'm not calling them the Democratic Party anymore. Uh, 
They are the liberal progressive party. They might as well just change their name because they're never going to go back to being what Democrats were in the sixties and seventies and even partially into the eighties, although they became started to become more liberal then. But they're the liberal, they're the liberal progressives now. And they're not talking about these things because again, they don't give a shit about the gun violence. They give a shit about the narrative. And when that narrative, when you can't fit that, when you can't fit that situation into the perfect niche narrative that they needed to do, they don't talk about it. And the media goes out of their way to make sure that that's protected. So do Google searches, you know, don't, don't just focus on these mainstream. I don't, I very rarely listen to or watch any of the mainstream media networks i just i it's just not worth it because 90 percent of their shit now is all opinion it's not news like they don't report the news anymore that's not what they're in business for that's not what brings in their money and that's what they care about so google you know google search you know mul multiple death shootings uh in april and may of 2021 and you will come across a treasure trove, mostly local uh, affiliates who are covering it because it's in their area. And then go through and look and see, you know, because there's almost always a picture of the suspect on there, or the person, you know, that was shot and killed by police who who was the person who shot and killed everyone else. Um, and I, I think you're going to be surprised that, you know, that tells the story. It tells the story of what the mainstream media is really doing. And what they're covering and what they're not covering. Because again, they don't want you to hear about all these shootings that don't fit into their nice little package that they try to deliver to you every day, 24 hours a day, to stoke their bullshit gun control shit. So just, just food for thought. I mean, I, you know, you guys are going to do what you're going to do, and that's fine. But just understand that you're not getting, you are no longer getting news from the mainstream media news organizations. They should probably just stop calling themselves news organizations because they're not. Uh, like I said, they're they're just they're just lip service to whoever. So anyway, folks, it's been a good week. I hope you all have a great next week. I'll be back on Friday. Hit me up. AG podcast 13 at yahoo.com. That's AG podcast one three at yahoo.com. Go to my, go to my anchor page and click on message and you can send a voice message. If you do that, let me know if you want it played on air or not. Cause I'd be happy to do so. Um, if you, if you don't tell me that you want it played on air, I'm not going to play it on air because, uh, you know, even though I probably don't need your permission, I, I, I'm at, I want to ask for your permission, uh, so, you know, make sure that you specify on there whether you do or don't want it to be played. Um, thanks a lot. And we'll catch you again next Friday unless something comes up before then. Talk to you later.